Hey, what's going on? Quinn David Furness coming to you live for Saturday, May 25th, 2019, year two of Quinn David Furness Presents, the Beantown Podcast. This is my show, What's Going On? How are you? What's happening? We're coming to you live for the penultimate chapter of 817 St. Paul Street. The a lot of a lot of people early on in the podcast and by a lot I mean like two and a half but um the the half was Angus T Jones. They would say, "Quinn, you're giving out your address live on air. Are you crazy? You're going to have fans, you know, storming your apartment. Crazy people will try to murder you perhaps. You're Mom might try to visit all this stuff and all the noise that I had to try to block out. I said, hey, when I'm long after I'm gone and Beantown Podcast still lives on, I want, you know, some sort of plaque, I think. I don't know. It could be nice. Maybe they just, uh, my my entire uh, floor they don't allow residents on anymore because now it's the Quinn David Furness Memorial floor and it's just an empty floor of apartments. I To represent the emptiness inside my heart, I think that could be a really nice, touching tribute. So just just a thought, just an idea. But yes, we're coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street in beautiful Beantown, USA. And again, for those uh for the uninitiated uninitiated there's a new word uh it's live when i record not when you listen so i don't want to hear any uh complaints or grievances about oh you said you're having a live show we tuned in we didn't know where it was well here it is if you're listening to it now then it's live so it's a little bit of circular logic there reasoning i took logic i took a logic class when i was oh i don't know ninth or tenth grade and it's, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I think logic is really interesting, but I, I've taken some uh, practice LSAT, you know, questions and stuff before, and it's just, it's crazy what type of stuff those lawyers are doing. I'll, I, I'm happy to stay out of it. I just represent lawyers through my new job. I don't, I don't actually be one. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I could become QDFJD. That's almost a palindrome right there. So, well, thing, things to consider. Things to consider. Uh, Beantown Podcast is your number one source for misinformation on the internet, probably. We are the People's Podcast. And for another two weeks, we are one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. And we want to thank all the hashtag friends of the podcast and the Beaners out there for their consistent support. Coming up on the halfway mark through year two already. That sounds crazy to say. But, you know, it's next week is uh, is June. And, you know, if you know how months work, you got June is the sixth month of the year and you got 12 months in a year divided by two. That's six. So a little bit of math for for those of you out there. Maybe maybe you're waking up with Beantown. I, I came across this, an alarm clock or an app, excuse me, on your phone that makes you do mathematical equations a certain number of them. I don't know how it works. I didn't download it, but um, they make this app makes you do mathematical equations in order to turn your uh, your alarm off. 
That's crazy. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, how, uh, how what's the range here? You know, easy end, I suppose, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4, stuff like that. But, you know, what if they make you do something like use substitution on the hard end? We were talking a little bit about use on, excuse me, the first episode of... Um, our new show, the White Noise Podcast, hosted by uh, Matthew Fiedler and co-hosted by Quinn David Furness. Matthew brought up sheep, and we ended up talking for hours upon hours about ewes, and I think we discussed mutton at some point. I'm not really sure, but there are a lot of animals being thrown around. I think there was a bovine discussion at, at some point. So we know about ewes over here on, on the podcast, but... Maybe they make you do you substitution or integrals or some sort of matrix multiplication. I don't know. I, I tell you what, I remember back to when I was taking Algebra 2 my freshman year of high school and uh, our teacher, Mr. Jones, uh, no, that's not Mr. Davis, excuse me. Mr. Jones is our Bible teacher. Got to learn about that Bible. Um, Mr. Davis, you know, introduced us to matrices and I, this whole time I'm thinking this is going to be like a little Keanu Reeves action. Maybe he's coming into the classroom to teach us about the matrix. It wasn't, it, it ended up not being that exciting. There was a lot of, uh, homework and bullying and not a lot of Keanu Reeves, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I should have, you know, as a, as, as a child, maybe I should have been one of those sickly children who's, you know, in the hospital and it doesn't look like they're going to make it. So they call in the big guns, um, you know, like the Avengers or the 85 Bears, and they come visit you in the hospital. Can you imagine if you were a five-year-old kid with leukemia or something and the 85 Bears come strolling in? I mean, we're talking about... McMahon, we're talking Singletary, uh, Ditka, of course. I don't even know who else was on that 85 team, but some some legends, and apologies to all the Bears fans out there, all two of you listening, that I can't remember more members of the 85 Bears staff, but I digress a little bit here. Listener discretion is advised when you are listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, We'll occasionally use some Ditka-inspired language. He said, "Oh no, stop it!" Yeah, I was I was gearing up for a Ditka impression, and man, it just really fell flat. I I used to have that one a little bit better, but it's just I just can't get in the mood anymore. I don't know what it is. I feel like I've completely lost my Ditka, and apologies again to all the Bears fans out there, all two of you listening for butchering that. Ditka impression. I'm going to put that one on the shelf or at least not practice it in public anymore. Um, But we'll occasionally use some language. And then number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. Although I tell you what, you go head over to uh, our iTunes page or our SoundCloud page. You look at some of the listens we're getting lately. Um, It's been pretty exciting to watch the growth. You know, in year one, it was like, oh, man, if we're getting up to like 70 or 80 listens, uh, or downloads an episode that's exciting we're doing good things and now you know getting up to like oh, this past week we had over 600 i think so that's really exciting um maybe it will give us an opportunity to bring in some sponsors 
So I'm going to uh, Chicago later today. Uh, I should mention we're doing like a late night Beantown podcast right now. It's about midnight on the morning of Saturday, the evening of Friday. Um, I didn't want to bring podcasting stuff to uh, to Chicago. Although now with this new podcast, I'm probably going to have to regardless. Anyways, going to meet up with Uncle Andy, who's been on the podcast before. And there have been some increased talks recently of of Jack Links as a sponsor. I don't know. Things are happening over here at Beantown. We are very excited. I'm not going to make anyone any promises. I don't know what the deal is, but I think we would really like to see that happen. So stay uh, stay tuned for that one. Um, I don't have a lot to uh excuse me to get into on today's podcast last week was exciting we had our big ideas podcast and some of those ideas were really big including a returned uh discussion to plus one offenders and penalties it was a really robust discussion among me myself and i and we were back and forth great minds duking it out and anyways you can go listen to the episode from uh Whatever the eighteenth, I think would be the day. But um, I, I'm in the I'm in the middle of my apartment right now, as I tend to be when I'm recording, and I'm surrounded by cardboard jungle out here. It's like that uh, that lipstick jungle show on NBC with Brooke Shields that lasted for like two years, except it's a cardboard jungle. U-Haul boxes, as far as the eye can see, you got a couple. Uh, Amazon boxes as well. And there's a pizza box over there, but that's from dinner. Anyways, a lot of cardboard boxes in this apartment and packing everything up pretty much at the point now where the only stuff that has not been thrown into a box um, are some garbage cans and my sheets for my bed and towel for the shower and subsequent uh, Towel, uh, what what's it called? It hangs from the there's the shower curtain. Excuse me, curtain. What an interesting word. Curtain, rhymes with pertain. Almost a palindrome. And then my guitar, and then a couple other random things that I got to remember to take care of when I get back, like my alarm clock, my war medals, aka my race medals. Back when I had the capacity to run races. But yeah, so what ended up happening, I packed a lot last week, and stupid Quinn made the sage choice of packing up all his silverware. So you should have seen me last week, no silverware, trying to eat bacon and eggs, which was an interesting experience, because if you if you don't do your eggs just right, then they can get a little bit watery. And when they get a little bit, or not watery, but runny, a thin consistency. Um, and if you don't, if you don't take care of those guys on the on the burner, and you try to eat that with your hands, it it you know when uh, in Empire Strikes Back when Luke's on Hoth, and he gets whacked by the Wampa, and the you know pans over to the Wampa, Luke's hanging by his feet, 
and the wampa's eating the the tauntaun with his bare hands and there's blood dripping out of his mouth and stuff that's pretty much what i looked like eating eating dinner on monday night with my bacon turkey bacon and eggs i should mention turkey bacon it's a healthy healthy meat that's what you want to have um so tuesday night and i should mention this that i'm a I'm a dummy because there's plastic silverware at work. And I didn't realize it until, well, I realized it. I just didn't, wasn't smart enough to recall that it was there until Wednesday. So I had Monday and Tuesday night eating with my hands here. So Tuesday, you know, we're getting to the point now with, you know, like five days left in the apartment where we're looking like, okay, what can I actually make? What's in my fridge that I can get rid of where I have to buy the least amount of groceries, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I, I've had flour, sugar, uh, I have some eggs and um, some salt. So we're pretty much most of the way uh, to some like pancakes or crepes. I decided I was going to make crepes. I even had some milk. Now, before I went to the store, I didn't comprehend just how old the milk was but we're going to get to that in one in one second so go to the grocery store with a friend after work i'm thinking okay this is easy all i need is some butter but you also don't want to you know you don't want to get the classic like four sticks of butter because what am i going to do with the other three and a half sticks you know it's like i'm not baking anything what else am i going to do with butter it butter is not crazy expensive but you know why pay four or five bucks for some butter when i could hopefully find a single stick which i'm still not going to use all of for like you know a dollar so i'm i'm perusing you know it's a good word peruse p-e-r-u-e-s something like that and i i think that was the german spelling i'm perusing the uh the the the, the fridge or the freezer at the grocery store with the butter in it, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm seeing a lot of the four packs. What's, uh, you know, am I going to have to bite the bullet on this one? Am I just going to have a lot of extra butter that I give to my neighbor or something? What's the deal? Out of the corner of my eye, I see a single or a, a set of single singular stacks, singular wireless. You remember that? It had, like, the orange logo. It was, like, this you know, mid 2000s, like 3D attempt. I think uh, in the early stages of, or in the early seasons of American Idol, you could call the singular wireless number. Uh, I don't remember exactly how that stuff worked, but I see the, the single stick of butter and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. So I grab it, you know, move on. Next thing I was getting like two other things. I was getting some sausages for, uh, for the following night. And I was getting some orange juice as well because, not to get too off topic here, but last weekend after the Preakness, I was so disappointed that win, 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 lost, lost, lost again um, that I stopped at a liquor store on the way home from the bar. And I was just, I was looking for a handle of something cheap just, you know, because it's my last full week in Baltimore. So just something to sip on throughout the week is kind of a, a celebratory sip. Or collection of sips, if you will. Again, the word is sip, S-I-P. And I, I, I'm thinking, okay, usually, <clears throat> excuse me, usually when I'm buying handles, I usually go for like whiskey, bourbon. Um, I don't think I've ever bought a handle of rum before. Vodka was kind of an old college day thing. 
So I'm like, well, I usually get whiskey, bourbon, something like that. Let me try something different. What are my options here? You know, I'm not wanting to shell out for $800 absinthe. I'm like, let me check out the tequila offerings. I haven't had tequila in a long time. But I like tequila. Tequila was the first ever hard liquor I ever had going into sophomore year of college. Had some tequila sunrises um, at a friend's apartment. And so I I said, let me throw it back a little bit. So I got... Uh, I found a cheap bottle of silver tequila, twenty bucks. And again, okay, this is this is great, twenty dollars, easy. I go up to the register to pay, and apparently it's half off. And I was like, whoa! And so ten dollars, handle a tequila, which is great because if you go to a bar and you get you know tequila sunrise, oftentimes depending on the bar, that's going to run you nine or ten bucks. Well, Quinn's walking out of Mount Vernon supermarket with a handle of tequila for ten bucks. That's a steal if I ever saw one. So go back to the grocery store on Tuesday night, and um, I, I pick up some OJ as well. But that's not the interesting part of the story. I get home, and I'm thinking, oh, I, I, I should mention I was really hungry. I didn't have breakfast, and then lunch we were doing an event, uh, a, an event for students. And it's the type of thing where, like, you can get some food, but you want to make sure there's enough for everyone so you don't actually take very much. Long story short, quid pro quo, uh, not much food was consumed by yours truly at the, the, the lunch. So I was I was sitting on, like, 500 calories the whole day getting into dinner at, like, 8 o'clock. So I whip out my my eggs, my flour, my sugar, all that stuff. Everything's looking good. Then I realize I get to the milk. And mind you, the date right now is what Friday, May twenty first, or uh, Tuesday, May twenty first. the The sell by date. It's it might not be as egregious as you think. It's it's pretty tough though. The sell by date on the milk carton, a half gallon, April fourteenth. So you're thinking, okay, it, it's way better than like December seventh, right? But it's still we're we're still five weeks past the sell by date. And I had I had been working on this half gallon of milk for a while, but there were still enough for the whatever I don't know two cups or whatever you need uh, for for the the crepes recipe. So as everyone will do, or everyone who's ever been poor, or just not wanting to go back to the grocery store, I open up, I untwist the 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 gal- half gallon. And take a not a big whiff, right? Mind you, because I didn't want to be knocked over and hit my head or something if it was that bad. And I take the whiff. I do a little one, one of these. Listen, <laughs> I guess that was a bigger whiff than what it actually was. Longer too. That was like eight whiffs. But and I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's not the worst. You can, you know, what you always got to try to tell yourself is, look, if I didn't know what the sell-by date was, would I notice this smell? And really, after you already know the sell-by date, you can't really know that because your mind already knows. But I'm like, uh, I can do this. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, Quinn, this crepes, the milk is probably nice to have, but you could just use water and the butter is going to help you out with that kind of... Uh, dairyish flavor, uh, if you will, and this this thought crossed my mind. This is where the intersection of Quinn being cheap slash a little poor, 
and the intersection of uh, the other aspect that I'm trying to portray intersected with one another. There were like five intersections there if you were following. Long story short, I decided to go for it, which in hindsight, essentially the the mindset I had was I don't think the taste is going to be that bad. It might smell a little bit, but the taste isn't going to be that bad. And I would rather have this than a more watery crepe blend, if you will, which hindsight, probably the wrong decision. But if you're sitting there and you're thinking there's still one ingredient left here that Quinn talked about earlier and now has to come back to you, you would be right. And that would be the butter. So, yes, the single stick of butter, the linchpin to the story. I go into the fridge. I grab the single stick. It's the last thing I got to do. I'm going to put half of it in a bowl, heat it up in the microwave, pour it in, and we're going to have crepes with a little bit of old milk, but otherwise it's going to be fine, right? Quinn, you couldn't be more wrong. Oh, Jesus. I look at that stick of butter, and let me tell you, this was no ordinary butter. This was some sort of gourmet, organic, fresh farms, grass-fed, cage-free, bovine-infused, garlic and herbs flavored butter and when i mentioned that it was garlic and herbs flavor i want you to mentally make the garlic and the herbs in all caps because this stuff was some of the strongest smelling anything i've ever experienced in my life it made the old milk look like Nothing. It made a landfill in Rochelle, Illinois look like perfume. Oh, I don't know who buys this. And I I like garlic and I like herbs and I tend to like garlic and herbs. I think it's a flavor of Subway bread that I get occasionally. But this stuff smelled, oh, man. Really strong and not good. Not in like a rancid way, but just like, how did they fit that much garlic and herbs into one stick of butter? So now I'm at a I'm at a true crossroads. And mind you, I've already had like three crossroads in this in, in this crepe making experience, and I haven't even turned the burner on yet. So I'm sitting there with. A stick of garlic and herbs butter in one hand and the unfinished conco- crepe concoction in the other hand, thinking to myself, actually a somewhat similar kind of back and forth they had when I was debating the milk versus water thing. And I said to myself, look, maybe after I heat up the butter and liquidize it and pour it in and blend it in, maybe it's not going to be so bad. Maybe the taste won't really be noticeable once I get it in there with the eggs and the flour and the sugar. Maybe it will offset with the old milk and they'll somehow combine to neutralize each other. Or I could just bypass the butter, but then I'm thinking, well, where am I going to get that rich, creamy texture? 
these are the difficult decisions that you have to make when you're down to your last couple meals in an apartment. So I heat up the butter and the smell intensifies. And at this point, I'm just, I'm kind of accepting that even though I'm hungry as hell, I'm really not going to love this dinner. And you're probably waiting for me to say, oh, but it, it turned out it ended up being great. If, you're, if you've listened to the first 15 minutes of this story and you're thinking that there's going to be a happy ending, I apologize because nothing about this story is leading up to a happy ending. So take the butter out of the microwave, mix it all together. At this point, my entire apartment smells like you're a freaking Dracula hunter or something, a vampire hunter. And I start making crepes one by one, and they just smell... At this point, the, the milk has pretty much just retired because the milk going into this game thought, hey, I've got a pretty strong smell here. I got a chance to really do some damage. It's it's like if David and Goliath happened, but but it was realistic and Goliath kicked his ass because this garlic and herbs butter was truly a giant, a gigantic smell. My old factories had to had to retire because they just couldn't handle this workload anymore. So I make the first crepe. And here's another thing. When you're dealing with syrup and no silverware, it's a whole different animal. So I'm sitting there, again, picturing picture that wampa eating Luke's Tauntaun, kind of hunched over my table there because <clears throat> my chairs have been moved into the other room. Syrup, sticky fingers, and not the fun kind that you get when you hold down a key on your keyboard. But I got sticky fingers, and I'm eating these crepes that smell like the most powerful concoction of garlic and herbs you can ever imagine. And if you're thinking as one last saving grace, maybe there's an interesting flavor combination in maple syrup and garlic and herbs butter, I'm here to tell you that that it, it, it's not. It's really bad. Um Yeah, I don't have much else to add here, but we went through about three crepes. I think the batter made probably five. And after the third one, I just sat there with sticky fingers and syrup running down my beard. And I just took a long, hard look at myself, which is frankly harder to do in the kitchen because there's no mirror but i took a long hard look at myself and i said it this is it's this is over let me get a bigger breakfast tomorrow i'm just gonna have to be content with the really bad meals that i had not even bad meals but just lack of meals just almost nothing there i had like a taco and three crepes that day and probably some tequila as well because of the handle that I bought. So long story short, kids, rule or what we learned from this story. Number one, don't pack up your silverware until you need to, right? It's silly. 
I got over eager. I was just, I was a machine. I was like, I'm going to pack like crazy to try to get ahead and feel good about myself mentally. Well, next thing you know, you're eating syrup with your fingers. Rule number two, check the grocery or check your fridge before you go to the grocery store to get a sense of how old your milk is. But rule number three, and most importantly, and rule rule three A, if you are going to make crepes and they're not they're sweet they're not savory don't get butter and herbs or uh, garlic and herbs butter but rule 3b never get that garlic and herbs butter and i i wish i had the brand in front of me it was a single stick so there's no like cardboard carton or or, uh, whatever that stuff would be made out of i don't know plastic no paper wood whatever it is carton um, so I can't advise all you beaners out there on, on how to avoid it, but single sticks beware, um, because those things are like, they're like dairy sirens, really. They, they attract you in and the next thing you know, you're eating crepes that smell like literal garbage with syrup running down your beard and you're not going to be satisfied. That's the moral of that story. So... That's how my cooking has been going. I blame the silverware. I think it all kind of transpired or uh, or spiraled out of that one incident. But let's let's change the the pace a little bit here. Let's get to some ads. I gotta pull it up. I lost I lost my place. We again are trying to get Jack Links. Back in the fold. I know we've talked about it <clears throat> at length, especially throughout the first half of year one of the podcast. Culminating in a live interview with Uncle Andy himself, basically the the, the owner of Jack Links. It's it's quieted down, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to try to get back in the game. The other thing you remember uh, last week or the week before, I told you to reach out to Samson of the Samson QTU series and um, reach out about maybe doing a, a sponsorship agreement. Nothing. You know how do you how do you how do you do that? I mean, who does this go to? Who does this email go to where no one even responds? You're talking to a your one of your best brand ambassadors, and this is this is how you treat him. So, Samson. You got the crisp, clean audio quality, but you got to work on the crisp, clean customer service. Mm. Wise words from Quinn David Furness. Let's get into the ads here. Uh, Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. 
If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, call Steve at 541-207-1101 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That's 541-207-1101 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon. Inspection perfection. Shout out again to the Samsung QTU series through thick and thin, uh, and it's you're, they're wearing thin on me right now. I'll tell you that much. But uh, remember, when God speaks, He uses a Samson. And another shout out to the TV Guide. And I was thinking about you know a couple hours ago um, when I was eating dinner, I was thinking that you know I'm going to do a podcast tonight. <sighs> We've been complaining about a lack of TV Guide for. We're getting close to two months now. And so I thought, okay, let me go down and check my mail. I hadn't checked it all week. Nothing. No TV guide, just some uh, advertisements. You know what? Discover really likes email, or, uh, sending me mail. Discover and, uh, and uh, Capital One are the two big culprits. But Discover's big thing is pay off your student loans. And I'm like, I get it because I had the student card which did not come with a free Tim Curry autograph but different story so I had the discover student it card and then I upgraded to the regular it card which I still have it's not my primary one I only use it once or twice a month but so I understand why they're mailing me that stuff but at what point when you know years and years out of school do they start to do they taper off? Do you know? Am I going to be getting this when I'm 50? That's my question. And then the other one is Capital One, and I always laugh at Capital One because their big like draw is that I qualify for a card. It's not here's a card and here are these really cool benefits you have. It's oh my gosh, you could have a Capital One card. And I'm just there thinking like, hey, I know Samuel Jackson's the highest grossing actor of all time, or uh, he's his filmography is the highest grossing filmography of all time but like you know i'm i'm good maybe if jennifer garner maybe if she like came over to present me the card and was free for a drink after and yada 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 next thing you know we're making crepes with garlic and herbs butter in the morning but just the hey you could get a capital one card that's not really doing it for me so capital one i don't know if you know if I should tweet at Sam, if I should tweet at Jennifer, but not doing it for me. So, but you know where this is going. No TV guide. What we're running like six six weeks straight now without a TV guide. I haven't known what's been on TV for weeks. Although I will say Game of Thrones. Wow. Let me let's circle back to that. That'll be our, our last topic here. Um. Let's see. Cuts by Q. Here we go. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Midtown, Baltimore-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Cook County, Illinois. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. That's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z by Q. 
and yahoo.com oh when you need a fresh do something snappy and new just call the experts at cuts by q cuts by q i should also mention my personal email address um or not my personal email address the the uh, podcast email address because I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Beantown Podcast at Yahoo dot com. That's Beantown B M Podcast at Yahoo dot com. And also the new Beantown Podcast dot com. There you can find all our latest podcasts. The Beantown uh, blog, which we're going to circle back to just in a couple seconds here, and also our Cuts by Q page where you can check out all of our freshest cuts. The, the do's that we're able to do unto you. So go check it out, beantownpodcast.com. We get all uh, – that's, you know, if you're wondering what's the quickest way to find your most up-to-date, most recent podcast, you know right where it is, beantownpodcast.com slash podcast. All right. Moving into the closing ceremonies here of tonight's podcast. I mentioned Game of Thrones. I also mentioned the Beantown blog. If you are a beaner out there and you're listening and you're thinking, gee, I really like your stuff, Q, but where can I get more of it? I crave more. Oh, I tell you, well, we got a new blog for you. We've been running it for about four months now. It's the Beantown blog. You can find it at beantownpodcast.com slash blog. And we write about all sorts of things from plus one infractions to eating donuts in Memphis, to other things. And then this most recent installment from, what did we do, Tuesday this week? Game of Thrones recap. So Game of Thrones, uh, season eight, the finale was on Sunday night, and that's also served as the series finale. Well, here's the thing. I had never seen an episode of Game of Thrones before. I had seen Sherlock Holmes 2 Game of Shadows. I figured probably similar but different, which was the case, by the way. Not as much Jude Law as I would have expected. So I sit down. I'm at my neighbor's apartment on the sixth floor here, and we're watching Game of, Game of Thrones, right? Not Game of Shadows. And I'm, you know, this whole time I... You know, what is Game of Thrones really about? It's about Ned Stark. It's about uh, Sean Bean, right? So he disappears at the end of the first one. It kind of goes to black before we see what happens, which I think most people tend to understand it as we're not really sure if he died. We don't really know who set him up. We don't know if he's actually dead. It's kind of like a JFK assassination type deal. But no Jack Ruby and no uh, Harvey Lee uh, Roy Oswald, whatever his name is. Anyway, so, you know, you're watching this finale. You're thinking, okay, they're going to bring it full circle. Sean Bean's going to come back. That was the first mistake, I would say, of the series finale. It seems like the writers kind of forgot about the whole plot point, and they didn't really bring Sean Bean back into the action, which I could do a whole other podcast about this. Thankfully, I don't have to because I have the Beantown blog, and I talked about it all there. But um, another big appeal of, you know, game of thrones is that it's basically just like porn with swords i mean just from browsing reddit i have seen pretty much all of amelia clark 
and Sophie Turner and the young brunette and um, oh, who's the other one? Natalie Dormois or whatever her name is. Just, I haven't even seen this show, but just from like literally being on the internet and from seeing still images and GIFs and short videos ranging from five seconds to half an hour of their uh, their work on the show, I have a pretty good sense of the type of not wholesome entertainment that HBO is promoting through this show. Again, I like to call it porn with swords. There were, there were and I, we're going to get explicit here, but there were no breasts, there were no butts, there, there was no genitalia, except for maybe the dragon. I think you, you saw something at some point if you paused, but just overall disappointing. When you turn on Game of Thrones, here's what you want. You want Sean Bean, and you want boobs, and you want uh, those, those, uh, those White Walkers everyone was talking about. They just disappeared. No, we didn't even talk about them. Completely gone. I, it's, it felt what it really felt like is the writers just forgot about all these things that they were supposed to, to come back to. And it's really disappointing, frankly. It really, you know, you talk about how things scratch you right where you itch. This is the exact opposite of that. This is like if you get a mosquito bite and you scratch that a million times and then it itches way more. This is pretty much what the Game of Thrones series finale was. So I recapped the whole thing in my Beantown blog, most recent one from three days ago. You go check it out. It's a good read. Um, and it's got my full thoughts, right? We talk a little bit about Sean Bean. We talk a little bit about Porn with Swords, but we go through every single storyline. We talk about Raisin Bran, how he got pushed out the window, and now he's a bird, but now he's in a wheelchair, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, we talked about the, the, the white guys, not sure what was going on. Uh, we talked about how Jon Snow was a ghost, and then uh, there's a picture, right? Sex Cells of Amelia Clark. No, it is not NSFW. It is very SFW. Um, but what's she going to do now? You know, they were talking when when a solo a Star Wars a Star Wars story came out. They were like, "Oh, it's going to be a trilogy." We're waiting to introduce Boba and Jabba until the second one, which is such a huge misstep. Like, how? I don't think I've ever talked about the solo movie um, on the podcast before. It came out this time last year. I don't know how they went through the whole, uh, an entire movie based off of Han Solo without any Boba Fett, without any Jabba. You know, we got we got Donald Glover playing Lando, and that was great, and that was a good part, or, yeah, a, a, a good aspect of the film. But to be like, oh, we're going to give it three movies, we're going to wait to introduce Jabba and Boba, you can't, you can't withhold both of those guys from us, right? And then they give us or, uh, Darth Maul at the end. But he wasn't even played by Ray Park. And he just looks kind of weird. And it's like, man. And now we don't even, it's, you know, it's probably we're not even going to get another solo movie. Which I'm like fine with because I don't want to see another solo movie. But at the same time, I really wanted to see more Boba Fett and more uh, Jabba and, you know. So it's just like my disappointment surrounding Solo is nothing compared to my disappointment surrounding The Last Jedi because the stakes are so different. But, man, just 
Amelia Clark, only good part of that movie. That's all I got to say. Uh, how are we doing here? Forty-four minutes. Oh, that's solid. It's not not a not a shorty, but it's certainly not an hour long. Let's end it there because uh, it's after midnight now, and Q's ready for bed. I'm gonna wake up. I've gotta catch a flight. Going to Chicago, and uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't snow. Last two times I've been to Chicago this spring, I have faced blizzards, so. We are fingers crossed that we're not going three strikes, you're out. But that's uh, that's what we got for you uh, on this late night Beantown podcast. I hope you enjoyed my cooking uh, odyssey. It did not have a happy ending, but it's a good metaphor for life because unless you're willing to pay extra at the massage parlor, you're not going to get that happy ending. This has been Quinn David Furness. This is my show, Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast. Don't forget, you can find us all over the internet, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Play, Google Play, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, not CastBox just yet, uh, Spotify, all the other ones you can find us. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, however you want to do it. Leave us a rating on iTunes. That's always really helpful for us. Keep that perfect five-star rating alive. And... uh, yeah, again, if you have any thoughts, you know where to email us. Uh, check out the website, beantownpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a fun, safe Memorial Day weekend. We didn't mention Memorial Day weekend at all on this podcast, mostly because I'm already going to be away from work um, and not relevant to the fact that it's Memorial Day. So it's it's not really registering in my head that I had the day off because I wasn't going to be there regardless. But, um, yeah, three-day weekend. Hope everyone has a good time with it. And, yeah, we will come to you next week live with our farewell to 817 St. Paul Street. We'll run through our greatest memories, uh, our greatest hits, and it'll be a good time. It'll be a Sunday podcast. I'll be coming off of a red eye. So we're going to have a little bit of time here between podcasts, but that's okay because you can always catch up with us on the Beantown blog, and you always can uh, tweet at me. We are at BeantownCast. And we uh, we love the, the fan mail. So for all of us at Beantown Podcast, BeantownPodcast.com, this has been Quinn David Furness. Thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend. Watch out for garlic and herbs butter. And uh, if you're going to look at an Amelia Clark pictures online, make sure you got the safe search filter on. All right. Have a good night, everyone.